With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everybody. Any crack? That's what it comes for Kel Beattie. In front, here's a chance for Cooper. Grant Cooper looking for his second. Turned aside by Owen. Housinger, 10 seconds remaining. We'll let the crowd take you home, folks. This is a View from the Bridge official podcast of the Belfast Lee. Sorry, the 2022-23 Challenge Cup champion winning Belfast Giants for KingdomoftheGiants.com. Today is Wednesday, the 8th of March, because it's taken us a week to recover. And we are live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and you also download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, and a load more of your normal podcast providers on this week's show. Adam Keefe's costing us organization a fortune in championship banners. And there's another one heading for the rafters as the Giants stamp their authority on the competition to live, lift the fourth cup in five runnings of that competition. And because of that, I couldn't give a stuff about what happened at the weekend. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to those games shortly. We'll also be chatting with Gabe Bast as he becomes the latest name on the View from the Bridge Player of the Month Award sponsored by Phonicab. Um, we'll look ahead to another key weekend on the road with trips to Sheffield. Um, uh, sorry, trips to a Sheffield team desperate to stay in the running and a Manchester team who have won six out of our last 10 games at home. Finally, uh, before I get to the gents here, it's a big happy birthday to Steve Thornton, who's actually younger than Simon Kitchen. Didn't realize that. Sorry, sis. <laughs> uh, Andre Owens and the Chuckapuck Canuck, Eric Lepp. And likewise, behind every great organization, there's a great wealth of great women. 
And then this in I don't have to take Women's this Day. Hold on. On this International Women's Day, we want to celebrate those that make the Belfast Giants what it is. The likes of you know Chantel, Anne, Tams, Neve, all behind in the office, Lynn, Mel, and Co. behind the scenes on a game day. To all the volunteers who are helping make the Belfast Giants what they are, selling 50-50s in the OSC work. Um, but and last but by no means least, our very own Laura Small, who keeps us on our toes on a regular basis. So, uh, yeah, a bit of a shout on International Women's Day for that. Mr. David McGimsey, how are you? Not too bad, Paddy. I'm, uh, well, I'm, I'm not telling the absolute truth there. I feel like death warmed up, but, you know, we, <laughs> we go on. Last week was, last week was, well, <laughs> it's hard to believe it was a week ago already, but, like, this time last week we were, we were just involved in the high drama of the cup final, so... You know, it's been a week of celebrations, as you know. It is. I'm just sort of. I think that's why I'm. I'm not feeling the best myself, mate. So, if anybody, if I miss anything or forget anything, you boys, I need to lean on you. And and likewise, anybody watching live. Why am I looking around here like the camera's somewhere else? Anybody watching live, <laughs> you know, give, give us. A, if I'm missing anything, let me know. Simon, how are you doing? Uh, okay, a bit of a sore throat still from the weekend, but we've all um, got a minute. We're all going for it. I know, I mean, this maybe touched on, like, I mean, it's hard to believe that it is a week ago um, since we, we had the um, the game at the, the arena. And, you know, we're looking at that, what you put on at the start, this is the first time I've seen that. Um, I didn't get this, obviously, we were all in the arena that week, but I didn't watch any night and, um And uh, it's always nice to, to see the boys lifting the trophy and, and um, another cup. Um, you know, it's been, I think that's four different cups in five years we've seen. Um, <laughs> do you know what? I couldn't believe it when I saw it, man. Couldn't believe okay. it when I saw it. I thought, I mean, what? again, like the, 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 original, the original Challenge Cup should be coming out and being handed around. It's a great trophy, it's got a bit of history yes. about it. And, and, and again, I think it's in Nottingham locked up in a, in a glass cabinet. And somebody said they can't get at it, just give us a brick, and we'll get at it very, very quickly. <laughs> it's, it's in the foyer. It's it's on display in the NIC. Um, it, uh, from from what I understand, it needs some repairs. The amount of trophy money we spent <laughs> after we had from Jasper, yes. Um, but like you know, they, they employed this silversmith to, to build this one for the the league. And okay, the Monteith Bowl had a bit of gravitas, a bit of history to it, and this was the the you know build its own legacy, the new league trophy that we've had since it's. Since its inception, no one else has ever touched it. Champions, 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 champions. That's hopefully we're going to hold on to that again. But, um, you know, bring the old Challenge Cup out is what I would say. You know, we were lucky enough yeah, to yeah. win it 10 years or 13 years ago it is now. And we've been lucky to win nearly every other, you know, shape or form that they've had in the last lot of years. But first hands on the is new the, trophy is always nice too. Before we get on to the game, is the, is the playoff trophy still the same? Is it still the Icy yep. Smith Trophy? I don't think that's yep. changed. And that's an old one. No, nope. still there. That's an old one. So yeah, yeah. But you want you want a bit of gravitas. You want a bit of uh, a bit of history. So yeah, we, we, you know, a trophy's a trophy, and we're pleased to lift it. And let's actually let's get stuck into it, boys, because the Belfast Giants did host once more the <clears throat> Challenge Cup final at the SSE Arena, and in front of seven thousand eight hundred and fifty-one amazing fans, they won nine three. Deep breath, Patrick. Here come the goal scorers. David Goodwin, Donovan Niles, Steve Arry, Matt McLeod, Ben Lake, Kieran Long, Mark Cooper, Grant Cooper, and David Gilbert. Nine different scores. On the other side, Emmerdal, Kivalati, and Lackanen were the scores for the five flyers. And net Tyler Beskarawani, 24 shots against 
three goals by him on the other side. Shane Owen, 44 goals, sorry, 44 shots against nine goals by him. Your refs are Liam Sewell and Andrew Dalton. Davey, before the game, I was on the bridge chatting with some good friends. And I said, you know, we were talking about the game and how we felt the game would go. And what I said to them and what we agreed on, that we thought that if the Giants got an early goal, we would take over. And so it really proved. Yeah, you couldn't really have drawn the first 20 minutes any better. Um, Fife came out with a little bit of spark, but you know, once that goal, first goal went behind um, Shane Owen and the crowd really got engaged in the game, <coughs> unfortunately for them, obviously it, it became a very lopsided night. Um, bit of a pushback through that second period there where they got a couple of goals back. Don't know how much of that was, you know, ourselves taking a little bit of a of a break and some we mental lapses. There was there was 12 different scores actually a night, nine different scores for the Giants, three different scores for the Fife there. But mm-hmm. um we we answered back quickly. When they scored, we came back with with quick replies and that just sort of kept them down's the wrong term. And you know what I mean? Um we stopped them yeah. getting really any momentum into the game and then Obviously, towards the end of the game, we've ran away and and scored a few to make it very, very lopsided. And let's just let's just watch. It's two minutes. Let's just enjoy it. Back into the lineup for Adam Keith. Ori, Ori, Ori with the chance. Ori, oh, what a play! Score! Steve Ori, three, nothing, Giants. Here's Lake. Lake to Rue up. Rue up with a long range. And it bounces out from the top scores! Right on cue, Matty McLeod, his first career challenge cup goal. It's four, nothing, Giants. Phillips is run over by Bass, and here comes Cooper. Cooper and Lake, two on one. Lake it all alone, and another shorthanded goal! Lake slots it home! Shorthanded goal, Giants! The Giants will want to settle it down, but what a start from the Fight Flyers. Here's Long scores! Kieran Long answers back instantly. Huge goal for Kieran. Ruop labored to go to the bench. Here's a chance for Cooper. Scores! One-timer, Mark Cooper. That's his fifth. 7-3 Giants. Niles. Niles, one of the shorthanded goals on the board. Lake with a shorthanded goal as well. Cooper scores! Grant Cooper left to fly from the point. Shane Owen never saw it. And that'll just about do it. Played for Dundalk. We were... Had more fun off the ice than we did on the ice, I think. Here's Gilbert. David Gilbert around from Finn Page. And a shot from Gilbert goes home. And David Gilbert with his six on the cup. And that'll do it. 9-3. I think there were a lot of goals. Donovan Gilbert will let him away with. That um, the, the the one in the in the second period when they'd got it back to 4-2, the breakaway, um, shorthanded. Same combo that won the cup last year and Cooper and Lake combining to make it 5-2 just before the end of the period. Um, sort of completely settled everything down again. And we came out in the third period, obviously, then with a the three-goal lead. And you know, we were able to go on and win it comfortably enough. 
It was that sort of way. It says it's uh, the fact that it was comfortable. You know, there's a lot. Obviously, there was a lot of whinging around the league about you know the scoreline and blah blah blah, whatever. You know, the Fife earned their place in the final, and if other teams didn't earn their place in the final, that's their problem, not Fife's. It's yeah, uh, but from that with from that point of view, Simon, you know, the Giants were runaway favourites going into the game. So was the scoreline that much of a surprise? Um. It's a, when it's a one-off game, you just never know what they expect. You, you know, you need your goaltenders come up big, and Shane Owen wasn't good enough on that on that night. I mean, he coughed up quite a few of the goals. He should have had them. Um, I mean, the, the, if our movement, our play, the speed, everything we did last Wednesday night was exceptional. And don't forget, we're missing a couple of important guys as well in the lineup. Um, Rochi wasn't playing. Hank wasn't playing. Um, you know, so there's, there's a couple of boys that were missing. But we just scored at really, really good times. I mean, that first goal by Goody is outstanding. The, the vision from from uh, Ari to get the puck on the stick for for uh, Cons and then Cons just, to be honest, Shane always thinks Cons sh- are shooting the puck. That's it. And he just basically yep. only played him. He didn't play Goody at all. Um, and then he put it on the plate for Goody. The goal, second goal for shorthanded. You talk about your special teams being strong, your goaltender being your best penalty killer. You know, two shorthanded goals for us. And your, your goaltender's got to give you a chance to win. He did not do that last week. So with regards to the other fans around the league, guarding their lamps out about, you know, not getting an opportunity to to host a final or this neutral venue and all this nonsense, everybody knew at the start of the season. All the owners of the club basically agreed for it with regards to putting it into place. Tony Smith, Neil Black, all these owners around the league agreed that that's exactly the situation. And for us to have... Two teams from our group get to the final. Yep. Yep. It says it tells the story. It is, David. Let's talk about the atmosphere in there as well. You know, I said it was, it was nearly eight thousand fans, uh, and the atmosphere was absolutely electric. We seen afterwards, you know, coverage in the press. We were the top thing on BBC Northern Ireland, which is unusual at times. We see a, a great article written in the Belfast Telegraph by Steve Beacom. You know, the 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 fallout from this game and the atmosphere of this game was phenomenal. It was great, Paddy, and you know the, we've we've played finals in there with smaller crowds, and more noise, but like it was just it was spine tingling. See, whenever David Goodwin skated with the cup into the rest of the team and and lifted it, and the noise, and the noise for some of the goals when you're watching through those highlights, there, like, the first one nearly takes the roof off because there was a bit of anticipation and people were just settling down into the game. And I go back and talking about Simon. The head fake from Scott Conway in that first goal, Shane Johnson-esque, like he's the, the king of the head fakes, but like everybody goes, the only person that didn't expect Scott Conway to shoot probably was David Goodwin. I think even Steve Ory has a, thinks he's going to shoot it and Shane Johnson does, the D-man goes to block it and like absolutely superb. He's just, he's playing just out of his skin at the minute, but the noise in the arena every time. And even when we went back, when, when, when Fife conceded goals or scored goals, sorry, and their fans were into it, you know, that home ice advantage was, was definitely big. And, you know, you, you give credit to Adam Keefe, Steve, um, Adam Keefe, sorry, Rob Stewart, um, the guys that went for this from September, that we, home ice advantage was a thing in September. You could win through and host the final at your own rink. That was the rules of the competition. Some people took it more seriously than others. Some people wanted to win all their Challenge Cup League or round robin games because it gave you that opportunity to win a trophy on home ice and have the home ice advantage and that, make no mistake it was an advantage to have and um you know the giants took the competition seriously i think um 
um, Adam Keith or somebody want, somebody from the organization said in the press about it, you know, you take it seriously. We take it seriously right from September, from the first game, because that was the carrot that dangle that we could have 7,500 of our own fans at the final. Anywhere else, anywhere else, we're taking a few hundred. We're maybe taking a thousand if we're lucky, because it's logistically difficult on a school night. <laughs> it is it is logistically difficult on a school night, especially for I thought the traveling fans says as mentioned the traveling fans did so so well. They came over. As we said last week, they were in early. They were in they were, they were marking their place in the arena and they made a lot of noise. Yes, it was difficult for them with the scoreline, but the, but we knew that we knew that they were there and that they were in the game. Yeah, absolutely. 707 of them come over and it was brilliant to see so many five fans come over during the week and you know and and look again at the end of the day, we tried to um make it as as um for as a Giants fan, you'd want a game where you well, you didn't want a game the way it was last year when Cardiff were two up getting into the third period. So for us to, to come out that first period or take a four nil lead at one point and then you know again we, we just put our foot down and we just kept going. Um but as Davy touched on that fifth goal, the short handed goal was a straw broken camel's back. That that's just that's one of those goals that you can't give up. I mean, we, the the two the two shorthanded goals, if, if I'm right, they probably correct me, but they we scored them within twenty or thirty seconds of the penalty starting, um, and yeah. there were really yeah. you know really quick reactions to them, and um, you know when you when you and even even at that the penalties that were called and definitely on one of them was a bit dubious in my opinion, um, you know you you've got the. You've got to obviously run with the what you've got in front of you, and, and I just thought we did really, really well. And it's one of those ones where, for me, it, it's you've got a trophy up for grabs. I genuinely expected a tougher task. We were all talking about it. I mean, nobody was was massively confident. Um, you know, from the from the fan base, I didn't see one comment going happy as faith. We'll beat them every game we played them this season. Let's just go out there and have fun. I didn't see one comment. Because we've no been burnt before, mate. We've been burnt Absolutely. before. Absolutely. 100%. You know, the Steelers thought they were 3-0 up. Um, well, sorry, they were 3-0 up in the first, second leg. They thought it was all over. Started booking their flights in their hotels. There was actually quite a few Steelers fans were here. I don't know if you noticed them. There was quite a few Steelers fans that came over for the game. Um, and uh, I, don't know, I don't know if they enjoyed it or not. I couldn't really care less. But, um, again, it's all about winning. And we've now got that bit in their mouth regarding just keeping it going and and first trophy up for grabs. Every team in the league wants to win the first trophy up for grabs. Let's be honest, it's it's a lot harder to win the Challenge Cup than what it is the playoffs. So, you know, with, with winning that first trophy, it's, it gives you that little bit of confidence. And you've seen it in the room. You boys were there. You've seen it in the room after the game. You've seen how much it means to people. Look at David Gilbert. You know, he's had a bit of flack this year. He got a goal in the cup final. How many people can say that? You know, it doesn't matter what sport you play in. Got a call in the cup final. They couldn't wipe that smile off his face. I seen him this afternoon uh, coming out of practice. He's still got the same bloody smile. You know, a week <laughs> later, and he's, he's over the moon about, you know, his first trophy as a professional. He's 31, 32 years of age. So it's fantastic to see. And even around the locker room the next day, after the boys had celebrated that night, um, you just see the mood was really, really good. So um, it's fantastic to get off and running. And uh, I, I thought we absolutely deserved it. And I said to, um, to, to Matty McLeod in the night, was he skated past us? I said, is that some, some crack, mate? You only arrived about a week and a half ago and you've got a medal around your neck. <laughs> but, um, but, Davey, you know, that's four Challenge Cups in five. Um, 
it's it's great that, that we have, especially and for Adam Keith as well, in the way that he's approached it and it's you know for for him. It's great that the way this organization has taken this a competition at one point we really struggled in, a competition at one point we didn't take part in, but now we've mm-hmm. won the last four and five. I'm sure if you go back through those old podcasts, mate, where we were talking about the Challenge Cup, I will be vin- I, I can personally have my own personal vindication that I always wanted to win the Challenge Cup every year. It had a, a little bit of history attached to it. We've talked about the old trophy. It was one I wanted to win, you know, year on year. When we lost a couple of years ago, a couple or three years ago to Cardiff in the quarterfinals uh, over two legs, I was disappointed. It was a cup I wanted to win. I think there should be more gravitas associated to it with it being 11 or 12 games sometimes to win it compared to the playoffs where you have to be good for one weekend. Um, granted, you've got to play all season, but you can play all season and scratch through an eighth position and, and somehow get yourself to a final and you know pull off a miracle. But you know the, the Challenge Cup is a, is a hard trophy to win. Um, people will talk about the, you know, the the groups and stuff, but I'm I'm quite sure that those groups are set to have Sheffield, Nottingham, Gates at the start of the season to help financially with teams. So if they're going to set those groups and they're going to be, no point complaining about it at semi final final stage. If you want to complain about the the Challenge Cup, now's the time to start complaining about it for next season, because the rules are the rules at the start of it. We've played a blinder. We won it four out of five, which is is quite phenomenal, to be quite honest. You know, you go back to probably the the period of time before that, and the Nottingham Panthers were really dominant in cup competitions, and they were dominant in the playoffs. And you know, Simon has said it: put that first trophy in the board, hang that first banner in your building, and you've got that little bit of momentum, boys. David Gilbert, first trophy in his career, will want a taste of more. He will not want that to be the last smile he has in his career. He'll want to go on and win the league. He'll want to go on and win playoffs. He'll want to come back, hopefully, and win you know Challenge Cups. So it's about getting momentum going, and it's about uh, you know it's winning everything you can. You you set out those players, and Adam Keith will set up at the start of the season to win every trophy he can. And so far, yeah. his strike rate is pretty good. It's what we do, and it's uh, it's what um, it's what we did last Wednesday night. Massive congratulations to Adam Keith, to the to backroom staff, and all those lads on the ice who did a phenomenal job in winning yet another Challenge Cup for the Belfast Giants. And that banner will no doubt be raised soon. You know, I assume we've got an account because we're just picking them up year on year <laughs> on year at the moment. Let's let's just uh, not right. get too cocky either. You know, let's, let's get too <laughs> at this moment either. in time, mate. At this moment in time, talking about this game. I'm more than happy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the uh, let's uh, so let's move on back into to league competition with the Belfast Giants hosted the uh, Coventry Blaze for two games on Saturday, Sunday, and it was a split weekend. But we'll start with that game on Saturday, where the Belfast Giants came off the back of that Challenge Cup win to win six one at home over the Coventry Blaze. The goal scorers for the Giants were Ari, Conway, Cooper, Ari again, Conway again, and Cooper again. Two, two, and two. The only uh, the only goal scorer for the Coventry Blaze was Mitch Cook. Uh, best girl running in nets for the Giants. Seventeen shots on one goal against the other side. Pavel Hulsa, thirty nine shots on six goals against David Good and Joe Sewell were the referees. Um, Simon, we were just talking about a commanding performance for the Belfast Giants in the Challenge Cup, and it was another commanding performance uh, on Saturday in the league. Yeah, and and to be honest, when I obviously we had this, but I was skating Saturday morning, and you you sort of know from the mood around the room that you know everybody's up for it. Let's just say that they were up for it, but you could see there was a you know a wee bit of a 
Um, I don't want to say the party too hard because they didn't. Adam didn't let them this time. I think last year's final was was celebrated a little bit too hard, and we managed to come out and win the next games off that as well. But the um, we 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 managed to get the boys together at half four on uh, on Thursday, and thanks to our our good friends at Pizza Guys. Um, they let on some pizzas for the boys and they came in and did a bit of stretching and, and uh, you know, sort of calmed everything down and Adam prepared them and gave them the, the talk for Saturday and Sunday and getting ready um, with practice on Friday. So, you know, and that these games, you know, midweek, you know what, we, we talk about the midweek not being ideal for um, a championship game. I absolutely agree with that point. Um, you know, you should be giving yourself, both teams in the final, you should be given um, an opportunity to, to, you know, maybe get a couple of days rest before a game, and and you know, for us to come out and Fife obviously came over and then they played on the Saturday night as well, but to come out and get a result like we did on a performance like we did against Coventry in the first game, I thought was really really solid. I thought the whole you know, come up with a couple of early saves, um, and then we just got going, and 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 when we do get going, it's tough to stop a unit like the Belfast Giants. You talk about all these other teams around the league, and everybody says, well, Sheffield have a good team and Cardiff have a good team. Everybody's starting to play well. They picked up points at the weekend. But I keep on saying, we are a really good team. We're not sitting where we are because we're a bad team. So, you know, you get these opportunities. You've got to take them when they come along. Um, and again, two goals from Coops, two goals from RA, and two goals from from uh, Scott Conway. And Scott Conway coming up. Actually, you know what? I'll leave that for Davey because that's his thing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we for, for us to put a, a dominant performance like that up, Less than you know, seventy-two hours after the final was really, really positive. Momentum, Davy. I think Simon alluded to it there. When the Giants get up and running, it's tough to stop them. Yes, I'm. I'm just looking at these highlights here. I'm just not too happy with how I've per, per, performed there again this week, lads. Sorry, I'll uh, <laughs> I'll try and be better next week. I don't know whether it's your computer party or whether it's mine, but um, apologies for the zigzaggy. They look like they're gonna disappear off in star trek or someone but um yeah look we, we got a bit of uh we got a bit of momentum i look it's again and very very hard team to stop when they get going um we'll obviously come on the sunday and we'll talk very very briefly there about simon throwing me the old stat one scott conway coming up with his 100th point of the season just absolutely incredible numbers um ably uh may i say assisted by the likes of goodwin and ari and mark cooper when he's been on that line this season and then you've got you know, Basti and, and Rubber on the back end coming up with big points and big assists and stuff on on that top line. So, you know, he's been he's been incredible. He's been incredible for two seasons now. That's over two hundred points in the two years he's been with the belt. Yeah, sorry for interrupting. Sorry for interrupting. That goal that's being shown on the screen right now. The power play goal, phenomenal. That's our best power play goal of the season. With a shadow of a doubt, <laughs> that was absolutely outstanding. <laughs> there's been there's been a nice link up between Bast, Goodwin um rup around that top circle there's been a few goals there was one in the semi-final and it was either the semi-final or it was just a league game we had in guildford one timer from bass from a pass from conway there's been another one in the last couple of weeks with so that little triangle has been clicking but yeah really really pretty power play goal which you obviously you love to see the guys i think the power play is up about 25 percent there simon can you remember what it was the weekend sent you numbers for the weekend just don't have them um, 20, 20, 24.84 i think it was 24.8 anyway that's almost 25 so an 85 or something on the on the specialty on the penalty kill so the special teams you know have been really really strong 
this season and, and obviously that, that line of Ari Goodwin, um, Mark Cooper comes in there and stands in the blue paint and makes a use of himself. But, you know, Scott Conway coming up with his 100th point of an incredible second season with the team and, you know, just try and get those golden handcuffs on him if we can. But if he goes on to something else, we'll wish him well and hope he drops back in sometime on his way past. Here, here. I think there was a there was a dops on this as well. Uh, Lisnicki fined for for a tripping penalty towards the end of the game. Did anybody pick up on that? Says. Um, I don't think he was suspended the next day, was he? No, he wasn't suspended. He was fined. I didn't. Which, I didn't uh, know that. Fined, fined for um, he was fined for tripping, which uh, it's not something I'd seen before. No, I, I don't even remember the penalty to be honest. No, me me neither, Davy. I'm gonna to have to go and have a quick look at that. I can't remember anything too bad yeah, off the top of my head. There was one point with a, to be honest, I thought it was a slew foot on Saturday. I wonder, um, I wonder, is that the one at Gabe Bast goes into blue paint? Is that I wonder is that the incident? It says the that there's a. Uh, the I'm, I'm, I'm just reading off the. I'm reading off the dops. It's uh, the uh, Department of Player Safety have fined uh, Tanner Lishnicki. Lishinsky. There we go. I'll never get these. For uh, for an incident in the game between the Blaze and the Giants on fourth of March, effective immediately, uh, he's fined for tripping for an incident fifty-eight forty-two. So to, like last minute and a half of the game. No, uh, just recorded in the player's record for the remainder of the season, which isn't that much longer. But yeah, I, I, something that I was basically trying to prep the the show earlier today, and I was like, oh, there is a dops from this week. Oh, it's a it's a dops from a game that I watched, but I have fifty eight forty two, Paddy. No, fifty eight forty two, Davy. Yeah, so fifty eight forty two says is the time that Mark Cooper scored the final goal of the game, and that's the one where Gabe Bass drives a blue paint, and I yeah. Call it a trip, call it a slew foot. The foot comes in there and he's tripped up. That's yeah. the one that go to review the goal. Perfectly good goal because Bass obviously tripped on the play. But um, this one, this here, yeah, just gets his slew foot out from underneath him. That's it. I, I, it's the same. Sometimes Dops surprised me with. There was one a few weeks ago and I can't remember what the incident was, but somebody it was a, it was the Steelers game. Somebody got a suspension, and it was sort of like an almost downgrade. It wasn't the same. Wasn't high icing the penalty at all. Can't remember now, but yeah, fair enough. Let's call, let's, let's call a spade a spade. That's a slew foot. Yeah, and uh, there was also an incident in the final. Sam Ruop in behind the net gets the skates taken out from yep. him, skate on skate. Now, I'm not sure whether, I'm not sure in the rules for slew foot and Simon, if you can slew foot someone straight on or it has to be from behind where you're taking the leg, but he, you know, skate the skate and, and Sam gets flipped around. For me, look naughty. We've gone straight down the ice and scored. I know Sam was hurt on the play, and he was very fortunate. It wasn't worse than what it was, but obviously you've heard the audio on the game tape as well. But um, yeah, no, no. Again, for me, as well. the referee standing right beside that. How he doesn't call a trip on that? I've absolutely no idea. It's bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre. He didn't. Referee... He, 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 from the audio, he clearly felt that there wasn't contact. So he's he's he's. Well, I mean, I know a good optician in Cathedral Eye Clinic if he wants to go down and have a look. <laughs> didn't they, didn't they used to be? Didn't they used to? Or, or maybe they're still are. I don't know. Didn't they used to be sponsored by Specsavers? The the refs. The, the uh, they pulled they out because. Don't get me. Uh, they must have pulled out because they didn't see anything. So, 
you know, it is what it is. <laughs> and the highlights from that game are available from our good friends at Belfast Giants TV. And let's quickly, <clears throat> let's quickly move on to the next game, gentlemen. The Belfast Giants hosted the uh, Coventry Blaze once again on Sunday. Unfortunately, this time it was a snap of a 12-game winning streak as the Giants went down 3-1. The only goal coming from Gabe Bast, who will be joining us shortly on the power play. Uh, and the Coventry Blaze goals coming from Billings Kirkup, uh, who scored two. Um, Beskarwani, 26 shots against three goals against. And it was Miklos Rajna, um, 33 shots against one goal against. Uh, David Good and Joe Sewell um, were the referees. David, what went wrong? Well, I, this is a kind of, for me, was a bit like the, you know, after the Lord Moore show, as I say, it's like fifth, what was it, four, four, five games in, in a week, more or less, for us. We looked tired. Um, I know we talk about, uh, and I think Adam references as well about being the no excuse organizations, but a lot of lot of um, n- nervous energy isn't the right. But you know, there's been a lot of adrenaline all exposed over, expended over that week, and it just all comes spilling out, and all of a sudden you're trying to play two games in, in less than twenty four hours, and we just we came out obviously that slow start, a couple of goals down after five minutes, and we're maybe expecting things to happen for us. It just didn't happen, and we just didn't just didn't seem to have enough jump. And I know that in the interview, I think um, Nigel asks, you know, was the effort level there? I'm not going to say that the effort level wasn't there. That looked like the energy level wasn't there. And that's very understandable after having a cup final and the drop off that you will have naturally after that. You know, we talked about, yeah, was it Doug or Eddie said it after the one the league? Collective exhale was Everybody just takes a sigh and, you know, we had that adrenaline rush of being able to play the Saturday night and getting the six goals, but suddenly going behind and having to find that extra wee bit of energy that you maybe just don't have and get a wee bit individual at times then and you, you start chasing the game. And you're when you're chasing the game for 55 minutes and just nothing was going for us, you know, we obviously got that goal in the first period. It gives us a wee bit of jump, but we just couldn't convert anything. Um, just honestly, Paddy, it's one of those ones that, you throw the puck in the bin and you just move on. You get back to work this week and, and you know, you re, you're, you refocus on what we're going to be doing this weekend. And all these things, all the big streaks come to an end. And unfortunately for us, it, it, it ended on Sunday. But I don't think it was for, I disagree that it was lack of effort. But I'll, I'll say again, I just thought the energy levels looked low. Speaking to Simon during the game on Sunday, and, and we both sort of agreed that it just looked like we just lacked that wee bit of jump and quite understandable with the amount of games we've had recently. We'll hear from the coaches in just a second, Simon. But it was it was a case like I agree with absolutely with, with Davy there. There was a lack of jump. It did seem a little bit like after the Lord Mayor show, and that we were just at some point we were just spinning the wheel. Listen, to be honest, you haven't taken the account. Coventry played really well on Sunday. Oh yeah, mm. absolutely. Imagine mm. mm. goal was excellent compared to compared to Saturday when they didn't turn up, and and you know I thought they did real, and I was expecting a, a really a big jump from them in Sunday game. Um, I thought they played really well. Their goaltender, you know, while we while he came up with some big saves, I don't think we tested him enough. I thought we, you know, it, it, again looking from uh, a point of view of five games in eight days and talking about some big games as well, uh, it's not surprising that the boys were tired. I mean, I've seen a comment coming across the bottom of the screen there from Ryan Cully. He was tired on Sunday and he's just watching. Um, <laughs> I think we we talked about it in the office as well. We were all knackered. We all took Monday off. Um, I tweeted about it on Sunday night and take a Monday off. Nobody contact me. Don't contact me about work at all. Um, <laughs> sorry, so sorry was, about that. No, yeah, I know you <laughs> did, you Billich. Um, but uh, no, it was it was decent. Like you know, it was it was, uh, it was one of those performances where 
you know what? I think it might actually do us good. Um, it sounds really weird that, you know, when you keep winning, you keep winning. And sometimes, you know, you just sort of expect to go out and win. And that might just, as Davey said, I think might just refocus us a little bit. Um, you know, I know all the boys were on the ice today, um, ready to go. Hold on, it's finished. Guilford have just been, or sorry, just Guilford have just get beat by Coventry 3 2. Oh, so I've just been watching the the, the the updates coming in on that. That's good news. Yeah. Regulation in regulation. Yeah. In regulation. So which um, kind of as we're talking about it, Coventry, about Coventry. obviously beat beat, you know, it's you know, give give plaudits to a team that's in good form. And actually Simon somewhere. thought towards the end Imagine of the game on Saturday night. Imagine a goal again for this. You knew what was coming Sunday because they started running yeah. about in that last 10 minutes of the period. They started to up the physicality. You knew on Sunday they were going to come out and be a hungry team. So, poor play. Now, again, just to finish up on it, you know, they beat first and second place now in the last three days. So, the Coventry are a good team. Let's make no mistake about it. Um, and, uh, again, you know, to come out, if somebody had offered me 24 points from 26, 13 games ago, I'd have bitten their mm-hmm. arm off. A ridiculous run. A ridiculous run. Let's, uh, we're going to hear from Gabe Bast in just a few minutes. Let's hear from the two coaches after that game on Sunday. Yeah, um, Danny, I actually watched your post-game interview last night and everything that you wanted your players to do tonight, they did. Good start, 60 minutes of hard effort. You knew you had to be at your best and you were tonight. Yeah, credit to the guys. I mean, to... Not just to play their best, but to, to bounce back from the performance last night. And, you know, as I said last night, this team is such a good hockey club, the Belfast Giants. And right right through the lineup, they do everything well. And if, if you're not if you're not switched on and you're not at your best, then, you know, last night happens. And, you know, tonight we just came out of the blocks. That first goal was so crucial for us, you know, just to kind of settle and <clears throat> give the guys a little bit of a boost. And, you know what, from there we just continue to work and, you know, sometimes you can, you can, you can get into the X's and O's, and you can focus on that a little bit too much. But I think what what made the difference last night was a little bit more that they they just outworked us, and they were winning all the puck battles, and they just wanted it more. And I think we kind of reversed that tonight. You're you've locked into the fifth seed for for, for the playoffs, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're playing spoiler pretty well here. Sheffield last week, Giants this week. Uh, there are three, four, four weekends left before you get to the playoffs. So, so what do the next four weekends? What what are you looking for from your team? What we did tonight. I mean, that's <clears throat> we're aware of our situation in the standings. Um, how we play against teams. There's no interest from our end on what it does to them in the standings. We're just focused on us, and you know we want to play good hockey down the stretch. We want to take play next level hockey, playoff style hockey, um, so that when you get into playoffs, it you know you just carry on. You're not trying to flick a switch and, and start back up. So, um, you know, great, a lot of positives tonight. Um, right through our lineup, every line was good. Our D was great. Miklos was a wall tonight. Um, you know, Kirk, you got to give him a shout out. First game in this league, and he goes and scores two goals, including the game winner. So. Um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm thrilled tonight. Yeah, but you you are setting down a marker for those playoffs. You're going to get one of the top four teams, mm-hmm. obviously in the, uh, in the in the first round in the quarterfinals, and you've taken two of them out in the last two weekends. Yeah, and, and I think tonight was was important for our own confidence too against the Giants. You know, what I mean that's the first time we beat them this year. Um, we had a lot of good games against them at home. Um, blew three third period leads against them, so. 
to not just beat them, but to, to really hang on to that lead as we did and, and do it in the fashion we did. And, you know, we just played smart hockey and, you know, continue to buzz and win those puck battles. And, and that was the difference tonight. You know, those, those ultimately those, those clear second pucks in front of the net and, um, you know, just our compete. I, I loved it. I mean, I, I said, I said to the guys that just reminded me of that Fort Mac, Alberta mentality. You know, they get a kick out of that, especially the Ontario boys. All right. Cheers guys. Alison, listen, you've so many big games. You're on a 12-game winning streak. That's um, the old cliche, you can't win them all. But you, is there a, just disappointment tonight that, that it, from watching on, it, you know, it didn't seem like the usual effort was there tonight? Is that a fair comment? Um, I, don't know, I mean, it's our fifth game in a week. So I mean, obviously, you know, you always use the, the cliche, no excuses. But you know, you, when you are coming into that, uh, you are worried about that as a coach. And I thought from the first period on, I thought, first of all, Coventry came out very strong, as we figured they would. Um, proved to everybody why they are where they are in the standings. Uh, I thought they were very good. Limited us to the outside. Kept us for a very perimeter. Not a whole lot of quality on that goalie. Um, and you know, on the on the flip side of that, yeah, I thought there was like just uh, you know we were hoping hoping it was going to go our way instead of trying to to really get dirty and, and make it go our way, um, you know. But like you just said there, I can't complain right now. You know, we basically went uh, you know, won every game in February and then won won the uh, Challenge Cup. So. Uh, I'm not going to complain about it right now. Obviously, I'm disappointed we, we lost that game and kind of put the, the ball back in Guilford's hands. Uh, and obviously, you know, the gap uh, closes a little a little lighter there between Sheffield and Cardiff as well. So, um, you know, but there's a lot of big hockey to be played, and we, we need some rest here. Um, you know, that was our last midweek game. So uh, now there really is no excuses going forward. We need to be our, the best version of ourselves each and every game here going forward. And um, So it starts with some rest and then a couple good days of practice and get ready to go. Yeah, I mean, in a four-team title race, there's going to be twists and turns before the end of the season. You've been on a 12-game run. It was unlikely you were going to win 22 in a row to win the, the league title. So, you know, I guess how the players respond now with a big road trip to Sheffield and Manchester next week, yeah, that, that'll be key this week. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it is how we bounce back that's really going to matter. Um, I didn't think that was the team that we're used to seeing tonight. Uh, it didn't look like we were going to get one you know, for the majority of that game. Obviously, we got one five on three, but uh, it just looked like we were we were not threatening at all. And Coventry was doing a very good job keeping us to the outside, um, and they played hard. And then they got some they got some lucky bounces there. The one the first one they shoot and it hits their player, falls on his feet, and uh, it's obviously a great start to the game for them. Just looking ahead to uh, to Sheffield. Uh, yes, they've pulled two points back on you this weekend, but you know, in head-to-head matchups, they're four-point games. If you can go there next week, you you go a long way to finishing their title chances off with uh, with a victory there on uh, on 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 Saturday. Uh, but you know how hard they're going to come at you. Yeah, I mean, every weekend's important, and every weekend's very big. Obviously, you know, we're up against Sheffield. Uh, it's going to be very challenging. It's a playoff game. Every game's a playoff game right now, even because then you can win or lose that game. You're going to step into Altrincham in, in Manchester, and um, they've done enough damage to us already this season. So that's another big game. And then you come home here, and you got Cardiff, Cardiff. And the list goes on and on. So it's just worried about Sheffield. That's it. You know, get some rest here, and we'll worry about Sheffield, and then we'll see what happens in Sheffield, and we'll move on.
Big thanks to uh, Giants TV for those, and you can catch the highlights of that game from our good friends at Belfast Giants TV. A good comment there just as well from interesting comment from um, from um, Danny Stewart, and it was put to him by Nigel Ringland <clears> that you know they'd taken first and se- first and second. So uh, you know the Sheffield Steelers, the Belfast Giants, and now the Guildford Flames have all went down at the hands of the Coventry Blaze in the last couple of weeks. They are. To an extent, kingmakers, and you know that's no surprise really with the way they're playing. So it was, um, uh, yeah, an interesting, and they will be dangerous come the playoffs. Um, let's move ahead. We have a man waiting in the wings to chat to us. He's been waiting quite a while, so we we thank him for that. It's the player of the month uh, as part of the uh, the fan agenda, brought to you by our good friends at Belfast Giants TV. Please welcome to a view from the bridge, Gabe Bast. How you doing, mate? What's going on, guys? <laughs> Thanks for waiting for us, buddy. We really appreciate hey, no that. Worries. For us. Congratulations on the uh, winning the A View from the Bridge Player of the Month for February, sponsored by Phonicab. Um, a great month for you, February, the way that you were performing. And uh, was it nice to receive that trophy? Yeah. The biggest trophy so. in the game. Biggest trophy in the game, man. <laughs> no, the Challenge Cup, uh, Challenge Cup was much better. <laughs> But uh, yeah, obviously, when you uh, thanks very much. <laughs> yeah, when when you get a personal accomplishment like that, it's uh, it's always nice. But uh, in the long run, it doesn't uh, doesn't really mean much. So, um, I mean, thank you, thank you. But uh, <laughs> I'm I'm looking for bigger trophies. <laughs> The biggest trophy in the game, mate. I, I'm, I'm not having that for you. And the young lad's name, David. You remember the young lad's name? Who was Jayden, the young Jaden. Young Jaden, he had a bit of a bad day. Jaden got bit by a dog on the way to the game and uh, ended up in hospital after the game. But um, I saw on his Twitter that he, he took Gabe's stick home with him and <laughs> couldn't have the smile chiseled off his face on Sunday. So get well soon, Jaden. Thanks for presenting the trophy and enjoy your stick. Even if it didn't mean very much to Gabe Bast, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> No, let's let's take it that that challenge cup uh, that challenge cup victory, mate. You know, obviously, you know we worked hard to get there and to be able to host it at home to win a trophy like that in front of so many fans. Yeah, that was uh, that was special. Um, yeah, having a sold out uh, building in front of uh, in front of all those fans was uh, was spectacular. Um, you know, just like the atmosphere in that game, I remember. I hadn't been uh, nervous for a lot of games uh, this year, but I had the nerves and the excitement going into that game, and uh, I knew uh, it was going to be special for us. Why the nerves? What were the nerves? What, what were you mainly nervous about? Just that it was a, a, a championship game or, or that there was an unknown against Fife? Or? Uh, yeah, a little, bit of, a little bit of both there. Um, obviously, being at home, it's a game uh, you want to win and you should win. Um but yeah, and obviously a championship uh, trophy on the line. Um, it's one of the goals we had coming into the, uh, the season, and that was our uh, opportunity. So you know, just um, I'm glad we uh, glad we got it done. Gia, this is um, for you first season, maybe in, in a bit of a way where you've you've managed to you know avoid big injuries, and you've you've been playing a lot of minutes, especially you know 25 to 30 minutes a game, hard in the body, but Feeling good, feeling good with the responsibility of being the go-to guy every night. Yeah, you know what? It's uh, yeah, it's been good. Obviously, the last I don't know, probably four or five years, I've just had these I don't know freakish injuries that have kept me out for weeks or months at a time. 
but uh, no, this year I've been uh, I've been feeling good. Um, I know playing a lot of minutes, um, and I think that uh, that helps when you're kind of you're able to get into a rhythm of the game when you're playing all the time. When sometimes when you're not playing, um, it's tough to kind of get into a rhythm and uh, all the like the stopping and starting, and missing a couple shifts here and there. So yeah, you know it's obviously uh, a huge honor that the coaches have uh, have given me some a lot of responsibility this year um, to uh, to lead the back end. So if that with that in mind that you have missed a lot of hockey over the last lot of years, still a young man, obviously there's still a lot more hockey in you. Yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Says there's a lot of more hockey in you. I'm not hearing any more about it. Just do it. No, nope, I agree. We'll get we'll get the Porsche sorted out for you at some point. Um, Gabe, <laughs> you've, you've set up a good relationship on the back end with Big Sam. Um, I mean, you, you don't sit that far away from him in the locker room. He, he's just a top top character. Oh yeah, Sam. Sam's unreal. Uh, you know him. He's uh, I don't know. He's, he's hard to describe. Just his uh, his personality. Um, He's got a little bit of a quirkiness to him. You can never get, uh, you can never really get a straight answer from him. You'll never get a yes or no. It's always something around that. But uh, no, he's uh, he's been great, and you know we've uh, we formed a great friendship and a great partnership uh, on the ice. And you know you're 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 really starting to do well on the points side. I think it was many points in February, David, fifteen. 16? 15, yeah. 15, 16, 15 points yeah. in February. You picked up a couple at the weekend. Again, obviously, four assists in the cup final. Um, and I know your, you know, your, your personal accolades, obviously, with the, the AVFTB trophy don't mean an awful lot. And the team <laughs> does. I appreciate that. I have no problem with that. Um, but the goal against right. Guilford, away to Guilford a couple of weeks ago, what did you say to the referee? You get the penalty? Oh, Sorry, what was it? The, the goal in Guilford? The goal in Guilford. You got a penalty immediately after. What did you say to the ref? <laughs> I didn't say I didn't say anything to the ref. I said something to the goalie. And you because, got for it? Yeah, because I was right after he had. Uh, I don't. know. There was like maybe a little brawl. The game was kind of getting out of hand at that point. Um, and then he was out of the crease trying to fight guys. And so then I, yeah, sort of bad one. Like it was not a good goal at all. So I just gave him a little woo. And uh, I got, I don't know how I got a penalty for it, but I did. <laughs> does it does it does it get on your nerves whenever not? It's because it's the game's over. You get a penalty for that. Scott Conway literally stood in front of him and screamed in his face. Play on, you know. <laughs> yeah. Collins, as Simon says a lot, Collins is like king of the chirps. Yeah, I don't know. I remember like we were talking about that in the locker room after the game. How. Uh, how I got the penalty for just giving him a little woohoo, and uh, <laughs> Scott was just standing in the crease, and then I remember uh, somebody else scored, but they uh, they did the same thing, but uh, yeah, nothing nothing for them. Um, before we come to, we've got a few questions that have come in from the people who are watching, uh, but before we do that, you're mixing in a bit of schooling with uh, with playing for the Giants. How's that going? Uh, it's good. It's uh, it's time consuming, but you know it's uh, it's good. Um, you know, last year in Finland, I was wasn't doing anything really. So for the first half of the year before I got hurt, I was coming home, 
and I was all alone, and I was just bored in my mind. We're just thinking I do something. What doing? Doing my masters here has been uh, huge, and it gives me something to do, and it keeps me busy, and uh, keeps me sharp, keeps me out of is trouble. It, is it? Is it a real? It was it a real? Um, a real draw, a real, or is it for coming to play here? The the, the opportunity to do that alongside your your game of the ice. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously I got a degree in college and I was kind of, uh, kind of wavering on my options of what to do. And I didn't really want to go into, uh, to what I got my degree in. Um, so I thought, you know, just coming here, getting to play hockey, do my masters, um, just sets myself up for uh, success after hockey. What's the, what's the one you were at university of North Dakota, wasn't it? You went yeah yeah so what's the what's the one eye you've got in years down the line when you finish pro hockey in belfast and other years away ah i have no idea <laughs> i i think about it every day and i still uh i still i still plenty can't, of time uh, plenty of time to work that then, out. then you've just got to yeah. like as i said to mark cooper on the last day so you've got to just keep doing what you're good at you're young just keep lacing them up and playing the game yeah well you still can absolutely don't give that up let's um Let's have a quick look around some of the questions we've been asking people who are watching in. And we've got more or less the same question coming in from Glenn McKinstry, Alan Brett, and we'll go for, for our good friend, Madison Wright. Um, Gabe, you must be really happy with your first season in Belfast so far. Is this your best season with goals and assists? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, Why do you think that is? I'm not sure. I just think I've been put in an opportunity um, by the coaching staff, obviously surrounded by fantastic players here um yeah i don't know i just think uh i've been kind of a beneficiary of uh of my surroundings is it just uh, obviously you know there's, there's that link play that you have with other players and, and just having that sort of chemistry of other players is is probably also a, a big factor to to, to to reckon those points up yeah absolutely anytime you uh, can gain a little uh i don't know confidence with uh with another player and a little connection um that's uh that's gonna help the uh there's a similar question john stewart but in a different way i guess he said you seem to find your range now in regards to scoring especially in the power play you you enjoy playing on special teams uh yeah i do um yeah i don't My... i don't know what our power play uh percentage has been uh, recently yeah, but 24 over uh what is it? Says no, says no, or David just the word no, 20, just David. over 24, just over 24 on the season. But lately, it's lately, it's a wee little, little bit elevated over that. Yeah, I feel like it's in the last 25%. Yeah, the last, I don't know, 10, 15 games, maybe. Um, we're uh, we're getting a lot of good looks. Um, you know, I think that's just the chemistry that we have bond that we have built throughout the the whole year i mean nothing's really changed in terms of personnel um some guys are in different spots but i think we found uh we found what's working for us right now it's 27.15 in the elite league right now oh wow which is excellent really good really good um one last question from the people watching on it comes from Kevin Madden, which is a clear shooting lane and a clear passing lane to cons. What are you doing? 
No, I'm shooting it. <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah, because I'm sure he would say the same. So I'm not. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to give it to him. We were just talking about him earlier. On, in fact, that he, you know, he's hit, he's hit the high uh, scoring, and, and we were just mentioned about him, you know one of one of the elements I love is the fact that he's a chirp king, but he's able to back it up, and, and he's really leading the line for the Giants this season. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what he get a hundred points on. Uh, yeah. And I don't think there's anybody within twenty something of him. So you know, yeah, he's uh, yeah he uh, he definitely backs up everything um that he says and you know what i've i don't think i've ever played with a uh more competitive person uh in my entire life yeah it's, and, it's, you're, it's, and you're it's, not it's, just talking about hockey like he's competitive in everything every, like yeah riding the bike to town like he's got to be the first one there. <laughs> like, all right <laughs> Here's Patty. Before you go, I was I was because I was doing a little bit of the stat stuff earlier. Um, I've no idea how big Red Deer is. Obviously, Red Deer native. The guy used to play for the Giants. Big fella called Dermot Kelly. Ever hear of him? Um, yeah. Right, so I'm pretty sure he used to play for the Red Deer Rebels. Yeah, yeah. Years, years. Yeah, I don't know. I think my dad does some uh, some business with him now, but I just remember like really? when I was uh, when I was younger, yeah. he uh, He's in construction watch, or something now, yeah. Watching uh, watching the Rebels games, and he was uh, he was one of the players. Isn't he the tell, you quick, tell you quick, tell you a quick story about him. Yes, so the 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 Super League, as this league was many years ago in the early two thousands, was collapsing, and the Elite League was coming out of it. So it was going. It was. Oh, many imports that we had, maybe like six or seven. It was it was going into a real, yeah. uh, and was, we're trying to get a lot of new British kids involved in the game. And the Giants held open trials for people to come and and get involved. And he flew himself from Canada to come to trials and got himself a spot on the team for the season. Oh wow! I, he had yeah, connections, no he had connections to it as well, didn't he? What's up? He had family connections in. in it's something North that Belgium. London Derry people are something like that, yeah. yeah. That's a wild story. I, I didn't even know that would have been like a thing. No, it, well, it wasn't really. Like it was because of the way that the, the league was changing and the, uh, the, yeah. the fact that, that you know, we were cutting down at imports and you know, and, and all, and, you know, Mister Kitchen nearly played as well at one point. Was that where you, come, you thought about it at that time? Since no, that was before just, Simon would have been. That was before that. that was it. Thanks, David. I'm trying to say, I'm no, I just mean that I, what I was saying, catches you could have played in the Super League, mate. But you know, if you want to take a half about it, that's okay. Taking any half, mate. No bother. Uh, on that note, the um, just one last thing for us, uh, for us, Gabe. You know, obviously, two big games this weekend. Um, Sheffield are desperate to stay in the hunt while we're you know, and, and we'll want to be taking points off us, and that will be a different game. And then we go to what is a wonderful surrounding in the in the rink in Manchester. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts for this weekend? Uh, yeah, you know what? I think uh, as a group, we're excited just to uh, to regroup. Obviously, Sunday wasn't uh, wasn't the effort that uh, we wanted to show, but uh, you know, just getting back in uh, in the win column. And obviously, I saw Guilford lost tonight, so just kind of building uh, building on that cushion, and uh, you know, in the uh, in the race to the uh, to the league championship here. 
Fantastic. Well, listen, congratulations on the uh, on the Challenge Cup win, the Player of the Month. And uh, good luck this weekend, and uh, good luck down the stretch. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate it for having me. Big thanks to Gabe Bast for his time, and you know, just a, a quick word about him. Says you know, uh, he has been phenomenal when he's come in. He has been playing really, really well, and uh, he's also very noticeable with that blue stick. Davy's busting his head. He really wants a blue and orange stick, don't you, Davy? He um every time he sees, he's, he's always asked me here, ask Taff, see if he can get one. I'd love one of them. Um, Broken one, anything, anything orange or blue, mate. You know it's gonna go well in my house. Hear you, hear you. <laughs> the, um, he's been he's been exceptional. He's been really really good this year. He's you know, Davy's touched on. He's playing over. I mean, I think he's averaging about twenty. 23, 24 uh, throughout the season, but at points this season, he's played 27, 28 minutes. He's he, he's deceptively quick, but his, I think the main thing with Basti is is, is is awareness of what's happening around him. You know, it's just that wee bit of nastiness is definitely helpful as well. I really enjoyed watching that in players, you know, guys that come over and, you know, they don't have to finish their check and maybe just literally just as the whistle finishes, that's not Basti, he's finishing his check. Um, I just really enjoy watching players who live on the edge and just don't mind getting out there and, and laying a check and everything. I just really, really enjoy watching them. I'm not too sure. I mean, if you look back at all the years we've had and the many D-men we've had throughout the years, and Davey, he'll probably go back and look at the stats now. I remember Spiro did really well on the points side of things for the year that he was here um, and you know picked up 60-something points. Basti's on 64, 65, something like that. Spiro's just a little bit ahead of him, yeah. You know, and and it's less you've got games. Guys, Spiro's was with a wee bit less games, to be fair. Yeah, but again, you know, when you when you've got that in your locker, that you know your, your vision's the most important. It's from a defenseman looking forward, and forwards love playing with offensive minded defensemen because they 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 the defensive minded defensemen sort of know where to put the puck to him and where the player will want it, whereas defensivemen don't really have that in their locker a lot of the time. So Basti for me has been absolutely outstanding. Do you want to say hello? Who's going to stick his head in here? Who is it? Well, well, well. Mr. Ellery, how are you? Jason Taff Ellery joining us here in a view from the bridge. How are you doing, mate? Spurs beat me. Spurs are beat. This is ridiculous. Spurs are beat. How, how are you after how are you after last last Wednesday, Taff? Great, mate. Another one for the for the cabinet, you know. He's got a bigger cabinet now. One thing I'll say about Taff is right, everything was going on, and you know, all the celebrations were going on, and everybody's you know, all the the the, the champagne's going, the beers are going, and I look around and who's still at work picking up the sticks, picking up the picking up the gloves, making sure that everything's I guess you just don't want them all mixed up, mate. You just want to keep them in order. Do you want to go missing, do we? <laughs> That's it. That's very true. Imagine, imagine Scott Conway's glove on eBay again, three hundred pounds, four hundred pounds. I oh, know. Do you know what? I never, I never thought about that. Yeah, opportunity. You'd have had one away. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's got a pair. Flips an odd pair, two right hands, but you'd be grand. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think of this team, Taff? Brilliant, mate. Really good. Really yeah, good, good bunch of guys. Um, you know, we slip on the weekend, but I think we needed it. You know, we needed a bubble to burst and refocus and move on, like you know. So, you know. Um, yeah, big weekend in Sheffield, Manchester. Now, hopefully, we can uh, pick it back up with Guildford losing tonight. Coventry going to 
Cardiff on Saturday. You know, you never know. Where you, you know, like, like you say, you got Sheffield and Sheffield and Manchester this weekend. I know I'll see I'll see you in Manchester. But uh, when when did, when does the preparation start for you to get out there? When when are you shipping out? Uh, Nine thirty ferry on Friday night. So that's a long trip, mate. Over to Liverpool, you know. So Liverpool. your two partners in crime, your two partners in crime, will be there to help you. Oh yeah, of course they will. <laughs> they'll snipe their way in with like tickets and everything. Oh, Where was he last week? He's in Thailand. Ah, he was in Thailand, Thailand last week. Thailand and Thailand and Dubai. Yeah, big Mark and Kelly. Hey Martin you guys, get them away. Their half will be watching. Millionaires, mate. There, millionaires. I'm going to them up for sponsorship. <laughs> right, lads, I'm going home. Come on, nice one, Taff. Thanks for joining us, mate. Take care. Cheers, Jason. Take care. All the best. Yep. See you later, man. Um, Fabius, one last one last thing before we move off to give Bass, Davy. You know, statistically, you, you were talking about there and about all the you know, we've had we've had D men in the past who have been able to put up the points. You know, Rob Sandrock being one. You know, you talked about Spear Galactus, but it's you know to have that ability and to have a player like Bast is key in a in a in a team going for championships. Gabe could possibly be here. Well, he's here for a number of reasons. Obviously, he's got a lot of family connections here. That Finland didn't work out for him through injury and I think um, as reported at the time he kind of reached out to us to say you know he'd been to, been to Northern Ireland he'd done a lot of you know played a lot of golf he liked it and you know was there being opportunity perhaps in Belfast and obviously once came along um, he's been very unlucky through his through his the last sort of five six years of his career right through university University of North Dakota as we said there with injury he's just and he, he referenced it himself just little stupid injuries that wouldn't go away shoulders and groins and stuff that he's well documented and he's just been healthy all season and i don't think when you look back at his junior career and you you see it tied up now it's no surprise that he's getting these numbers he's getting big power play time because when he was fit at university and ncaa he was getting big power play minutes so you know he's always had that ability he's tough as take like says i'll tell you he's he's well put together he's a unit and he, he he makes every hit. He's right up there at the top of the block charts. He's right up there at the top of the hits charts. You know, he's playing almost half an hour every game. He, he leads um, the defence in shots. I think he's only second to Conway in team on shots. Shots on goal, shots off goal. Percentage, conversion percentage rate of, of shots to goals and stuff. So, just a real pinnacle player in this league. And, you know, as Simon says, if he needs a Porsche next year, get him a Porsche, says. <laughs> oh, I'm doing my best, Davey. Thanks very much for the help. <laughs> I, I pack uh, it. Right. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you will. <laughs> right. Let's uh, let's have a quick um, quick bit of news. Not that much to talk about. I'll just have a quick look at the um, at the, uh, the the table. We do know that the the Guildford Flames lost tonight, three uh, two to the uh, the Coventry Blaze, which actually takes away their in hand advantage. Um they're they sit uh three points behind the Giants with two games sorry with one game in hand. The Giants uh, 46 games played 71 points Guildford 45 games and 68 points level with Cardiff but on fewer games. Uh the Sheffield Steelers two back and 66. Coventry plays as was mentioned there by uh, Nigel Ringland in the interview with Danny Stewart more or less out on their own. They've qualified for playoffs they're not going above Sheffield. They're not going to drop below Nottingham. They're going to finish in fifth. Um, 
and then there's a real real shootout in the in the, in the bottom I'd even say up to the Nottingham Panthers at this point. We still got enough games. Nottingham might be okay. They've, they've got enough games at hand, but they sit on 40. Storm sit on 40 with 46 played. The Clan sit on 33 with 50 played. Fife on 30 with 47 played. And uh, Dundee, unfortunately, I think I'm more or less out of it. Um, 25 points with 44 played. Simon, you know, that battle to get into the playoffs is, is a real tight one. <laughs> yeah, again, I... I... I think where we're sitting right now, when you look at Glasgow and Fife, um, Glasgow have only got four games remaining. They, they've no game this weekend. Um, you know, they've only got four games remaining. Fife have got seven, um, and they're three points behind. So Fife need to really pick it up and try and, you know, get a few results in the in the next couple of games. And that that's the only one I see sort of the, the, the challenge. I don't I, Manchester and Nottingham might switch places over the next couple of weeks. And when you look at Nottingham and the budget that they have and finishing sixth, sorry, sitting in sixth in the league. Yeah, they're not finishing there yet. You know, as a Panthers fan, you must be absolutely gutted. I seen a tweet earlier on, somebody saying, I've been to watch Leeds more this year um, because it's more entertaining than watching the Nottingham Panthers. Um, you know, probably the tweet of the week in fairness. But um, you, if you're a Panthers fan, you must be fuming. The way the whole season's gone, it's, it's, it's. I, I just don't understand it. I really don't. You know, they've, they've. Let's be honest. They've got a big budget over there, you know. And and you know, people talk about the Belfast Giants budget, but they don't take into consideration that every single away game we go to, we've got to stay over. Everybody else can travel home, so it costs us a lot of money to stay over. Whether it's flying or taking the ferry and and staying in the hotel, the budgets, the budget, and we use ours very, very wisely. So. Congratulations to Stephen Thornton and Adam. Um, oh, by the way, happy birthday to Steve Thornton, 50th day. Um, That's what I said. We did it at the top of the show, mate. I said I didn't know he was younger than you. Wasn't listening. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but, you know, the, for, for where we are, all we can do is take one game at a time. Adam, you heard Adam talking about in his interview there with uh, Nigel at the end of the, the game on Sunday. It's one game at a time. The only thing he's focusing on right now is the Sheffield Stairs on Saturday. Davy and at the top, you know that 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 um that loss from Guildford does put us in a in a position where you know they have one game in hand, but they can't overtake us. No, um, but as Simon has said there, you know, just look after our own our own games. Can't worry about anybody else. You just gotta worry about the next team up in Manchester Storm. Sheffield are going to be battling this to try to keep in it as well, and they had a four-point weekend. There are going to be a few more twists and turns in this in these final weeks of the league season. Eight games. It's, it's, you know, if you'd drawn this at the start of the season and said you've got eight games, you've got whatever two one game played more than anybody else, but you've got three points in, uh, at the top, and you've got eight games to go, and you've got a goaltender in good form. I've got at a, home. Uh, five of which are at home, and you've got a selection of after what we're saying after this weekend, you've only got one more away game. It's not the last game yes. of the season, it's the last away to Dundee. Um, away to Dundee, yeah, he died on up agent Mason that day. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what, as I say, Belfast Giants leading late 46 games played, 71 points, and two big games coming up this weekend that is the Sheffield Steelers. On Saturday at 7 p.m. at Sheffield Arena, you can get that on Steelers TV. And then we travel across the Pennines 
just down the road from me here in Aldrium, um, the face of the Manchester Storm. And Manchester have later won six of their last 10 games at home. Uh, David, neither of these two games are going to be easy. No gimmies. No gimmies at this stage of the season. They're obviously trying to get themselves away from the foot of the table, secure their playoff spot. Um, who they are, There's not an awful lot of jockeying for position to be done at the bottom end of the table because you say you just try and win through and get momentum going. Now, Danny Stewart's talked about it there, how important it is to just go these one game at a time and stay switched on from now to the end. So, you know, what, what are we talking? Five weeks of season is going to be done. You know, yep. four or five weeks, the season is done. Playoffs are done. So, you know, this is it. A lot of these players, and oh, sorry, boys, no bad, bad. a lot of these, there'll be players within our own organization and every other organization. This is their last go at pro hockey. They'll be retiring soon. Yes. They've got four or five weeks of a career to try and do something, to try and get that David Gilbert smile, to try and win something, to try, you know, success for some teams will be qualifying for the final four. Success for other teams is, is hanging banners, lifting trophies. You know, so different people in different lanes, but they'll all want a smile at the end of the season. You know, they did their best for their team. So, you know, say, but Saturday night, let's go. Or is it there's Friday a level night? of, there's a, there's a Saturday night, there's a level of inconsistency from Sheffield at the minute, says that they're trying to get back. But also, as I know myself only too well, unfortunately, you know, going into Manchester can sometimes be a roll of the dice. Look again. They've they beat us the last two times we played them in the SSE Arena. So nobody likes to go to Manchester. I don't know how you stayed there all that time. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's a tough, mate, I know it is a tough place to go to. Um, but uh, and that game, look, you, you can't discount the Sheffield Steelers. They know they're they've been a wounded animal over the last few months. They picked up two big wins at the weekend. Um, you can only beat the teams in front of you, and they'll be ready. For Belfast coming in this weekend, and then Manchester, I think Manchester play on Thursday on the VA play game. They do. They play um, Cardiff Devils, um, and they're David touched on earlier. I think they've won six out of ten um, and done decently as well. So um, they'll, I think they'll be ready for Cardiff, and then they've got a two day break to get ready for us coming in from a night before in Sheffield. So they'll be well rested. They'll be ready to go. Um, but again, Adam will just be looking to the Sheffield Steelers game on Saturday. Those two games, Sheffield away, 7pm on Saturday at Sheffield Arena. You get that in Steelers TV. And then we go to the Drizzle Dome Sunday at 5.30pm. The Belfast Giants versus the, the Manchester Storm. Can't wait to go to that game. Bringing my kids. First game and bringing my kids this season because it's 5.30. Can't bring them to the later ones. So bring them to that one. Are you not barred from there? <laughs> Shh. Long time ago, mate. Long time. A lot of water under the bridge since then, Simon. <laughs> um, any other business? I'm just going to start briefly. That's just with two things. One, big shout out to Gordon. We got on Twitter. He's uh, he's watching us in bed with a, with a broken leg. Um, Davey might be able to shout about that. He had a broken leg once. It was a long time ago. He never mentions it. But he's uh, he's watching us home with a broken leg. Get well soon. Um, and the other thing, just from my point of view, I just want to say a big thank you to everybody who just came up and said hello um, at the SSE Arena. Uh, last week on the Wednesday, so walking around the arena, walking around the concourse, a lot of people stopping for chats and just having a bit of a chat and chatting about the podcast. It's very, very much appreciated. We, you know, it's, it's very humbling to know that some people just come up even just to say hi and have a bit of a chat, and uh, especially on a, an exciting day like that. So, big thank you to everybody who did that. Um, gentlemen, any other business? David, yeah, do you want to go the first? Gordy, the Gordy with a broken leg. Get in touch with Simon. He'll put you in touch with one of our um, partners. Protech recovery boots, 
absolutely brilliant. Help your broken leg. Invest, invest in your health, mate. This, these will be, these are life changing. Get them on after every game. So do now. Simon hooked me up with his sponsor and was able to. I think it got me five percent or something off Simon for cash. Wasn't something brilliant like that, but um, good, um, good to support our, good to support our partners, and it'll really, really help your recovery. Talking of recoveries, big shout out. She's probably going to bed by now, but my ma is going in to get her second hip done tomorrow. Somebody else told me my mum didn't. Somebody told me last night. I believe your mum's going in the hospital on Thursday, but uh, <laughs> that's so. the way I mate, That's the way I. That's the way it goes with my parents as well. I don't hear. I hear from other people. So I uh, so my uncle in America was talking to me last night, and he was like, hey, "Here, your mask going in to get her other hip done on Thursday." So if you're still watching, mum, I know she watches about nine o'clock, but this goes on a wee bit long. So um, if you are still watching, ma, good luck tomorrow. I'll give you a wee ring. Yes, here, here. Yeah, if you need anything done, Dorothy, give us a shout when you're in the corner. There's no problem. Oh, Dorothy, sorry. Uh, Doreen. <laughs> almost, your mother, almost your mother-in-law. I can't believe I that. <laughs> she, reminds me, she reminds me a lot about it, though, right? Oh, dear. Um, I just want to give a big shout-out to the USC members last night that turned up for the bowling. Um, 100 people. Absolutely All the boys turned up and, and uh, had a really, really good night. A lot of positive feedback on on social media, um, had a chat with Jude, Jude McVeigh, who's gone through um, cancer treatment at the minute, chemo, and sort of thoughts go out to her. And, Absolutely. Um, and uh, you know, it's, it's just amazing. Some of the fans we have are just unbelievable. So it's, uh, we're, you know, again, you touched on International Women's Week uh, today, day, sorry. Um, and, uh, and you know, it, 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 you just just don't know how lucky you are. One of my friends has gone through the same treatment with uh, than Jude is at the minute as well. So, Thoughts over them, and hopefully they come out the other side very, very quickly and, and get back to full health. Um, You're here. And as I say, I don't know if I said, it's Steve Thornton's 50th birthday today. Um, <laughs> what are you doing? One of the chirp him. It was brilliant. I went into the office this morning. Laura, of course, it had to be Laura. She had the balloons and she had the old photographs of Thorns all around the room. And, and I mean, there were some absolute crackers, by the way. There's Did a, you know there's the Thorns? a great one put on Twitter, today. What? It was a great one the Giants put on Twitter as well. It was in black uh, and white. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but yep, that's that's me, Paddy. That's nothing else to report. Now, it looks like the uh, the bowling last night went really well. Some great photographs being put up of the OSC and so it's, it's great. Do you know what? You, you, a lot of things I said, you know, I said on Twitter and stuff. I've said a lot of things on Twitter. But a lot of things have been said about how, with regards to the Belfast Giants and, and the way they've been playing, and especially when they're successful, don't take it for granted. You know, don't take success for granted. It, it you know, sport comes back and bites you on the bum more more often than not. And you know that's, but also when we went through the whole thing of COVID and all the stuff and people have you know, locked in their own rooms and locked in their own houses and not been able to go out, things like that, things like the bowling, things like the stuff the Belfast Giants and the OSC were doing, were gone. They were gone for years. But to be able to come back and do things like that, to do the things with the OSC, to go and do the bowling stuff is just phenomenal, mate. And and more part of the OSC for doing things like that and to the guys who come out and enjoy it. You know, there's some great photographs of Con. I'm sure, I'm sure Scott Conway wasn't, competitive when it came to the bowling i'm sure he was uh, uh, he, he wasn't happy at, yeah he wasn't happy at jackson next jackson whistle one lick um <laughs> but, but a funny one was matt foley matt foley was a wee um he didn't you know admit this at the start and nobody's seen it until the second game but um his new nickname was new nickname is bumper um oh he, had the, he, had the, he had the lanes well, up did he have the bumpers night. up he had the bumpers up. And nobody noticed. And nobody noticed. Oh. So um I think I can't remember. I think I might have been cons that touted on him. But um so he's uh 
he had, he had a bit of a laugh over that as well. Gabe Bastock, Gabe Bastock, I know we've just had him on, I'm going thank him for his time, but he had um, he had a big uh, assignment to get done for college last night. He still came over for about 15 or 20 minutes um, to get out, to get a wee bit of a break and then head back and get the rest of the things he's done last night. So thanks to Gabe and thanks to all the boys that turned up. Tuesday was a day off um, and they all turned up last night to, to come down to the, uh, the, Odyssey, the Odyssey Pavilion, the the new uh, Hollywood Bowl, which is absolutely amazing, by the way. So thanks to them for putting it on. And, um, yeah, there, there's just not enough time to get another one done this season, but we definitely will be doing another one next year. Absolutely. Don't take these events for granted. If you can get involved in the OSC, obviously it's a, I think it's a full house at the OSC at the minute, but if in the future you get involved in the OSC, then uh, it's absolutely a, a, a brilliant thing to be part of. We're, we're looking at the possibility, um, and again, it's not so much the OSC side of things because they, they do enough um, events throughout the year, but we're, we're exploring the opportunity of doing a golf day again. We used to do them years ago. Yes, um, indeed. So we're, we're just waiting to find out what's the situation with the start of the league dates next year, but it's probably going to be in September, early September, um, when we'll get another golf tournament organized. It'll be at Hollywood Golf Club because one of our partners and uh, – We'll have more news on that in the next few weeks. Gives a heads up, says. Absolutely. Get back for that. We'll do that. What do you think, Davey? Get back for a bit of golf? Fly me in, I'll be out. <laughs> and on that note, uh, the, 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 on that note, we were two games for Belfast Giants this weekend. As I said, away to Sheffield, seven pm. Away to away to Manchester, Sunday at five thirty pm. Um, get those on your Steelers TV or Storm TV. Big thanks to Gabe Bast for his time uh, this evening. And answer and big thanks to everybody who uh, asked questions. Um, great to celebrate once more uh, a, a fantastic Challenge Cup win. Go on, Simon. I have to give a big shout out here to Mr. Mark Hitchcock, who is chirping away in the background. <laughs> He's taxing you know, away He's... in the background. Is he? Is he? Is he out of? <laughs> surely not. It's a, surely not. It's it's Wednesday. Yeah, it's, it's, good night. yeah. It's, great, it's great. to hear from. I haven't heard from him in a while. So top man. No, hopefully he'll come up to the playoffs. Hopefully he'll come up. Wait, do you know what? He asked me. He asked me that question the other day. He says uh, he asked me when playoffs are. So you there's a never say never say never. Um, on that note, uh, yes, big thanks to Gabe Bass. Big thanks to everybody who's watching in, asking questions, and interacting with us on that. You can get us at AVFTV on Twitter, uh, on Facebook. You can get us kingdomthejans.com, um, and you can watch us on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and listen to us on all your normal podcast providers. Mr. Majimsey and Mr. Kitchen, it was good to see you last week, and it's good to see you again today. Patrick. And uh, wherever you are, we hope you're enjoying your hockey this weekend. And we'll catch you here next time on A View from the Bridge. Sports Social Podcast Network.